Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Happy Tuesday. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get a rocket can. Good morning, Tom DeCelestino. Pretty daddy. D-Cell. Executive producer, what's up, buddy? Uh, good morning, Bill. Happy Tuesday to you. Big day. Big day. A lot of things to, to get into, including, for me, a moral conundrum. On the, It's a paradox, Tom. On the one hand, I have an obligation as a radio host, and I looked it up in the radio host manual, page four, after the fine print, to give my executive producer a hard time. It's not my choice. I don't make the rules. I follow the rules. But in doing that today, the way that really the manual calls for, I have to undercut a move that D-Cell made that, and I'm being serious, absolutely has him nominated, if not the contender, for Father of the Year. So we're going to debate that in about 20 minutes. I'm going to turn to Bogus for help on what to do. I don't know what to do. Don't know what to do. Diesel knows what I'm referring to. Um, we did hear back via one of our one of our guys, our unofficial writer than you correspondents, from Russell Wilson on what in the world he was talking about when he said Wolverine blood. We'll give you a little update on that probably in 20 minutes as well. And we'll get into Matt Ryan getting benched. It's a bummer for Matt Ryan. NFL power rankings are interesting and surprising as the NFL season, seven games into that season comes into focus. Tom Haberstrow, NBA insider, writer, podcaster, thinker, great guy, going to join us in an hour. We'll talk some hoops. Nets are really good. Ben Simmons is really good. Lakers are really good. It's all sarcasm. What absolute dumpster fires. And I kind of love all of it. We'll get into some good teams too. And we'll just have some fun. If you want to join the, the conversation, 855-212-4CBS, Twitter, Sports Rider Sports, R-E-I-T-E-R. By the way, uh, we're also going to let D-Cell take a little victory tap dance, little move. Yesterday, or in the days leading up to uh, Monday Night Football, D-Cell said, Bailey Zappi, maybe should start, maybe it's a quarterback controversy, maybe he's the guy, and Andrew Bogus will be with us in 20 minutes. If I remember properly, now now Bogus, the Boganator, as he's asked to be, to be called, um... May, may remember this differently. I remember Andrew dismissing D-Cell's quarterback controversy, possibility, reality, incoming quarterback controversy storm. His forecast is going to be raining quarterback controversies in New England. I remember the Boganator dismissing that out of hand. Well, you know what happened last night? Full-on quarterback controversy tsunami as my Chicago Bears, who I've always loved and never dismissed, shocked and dominated at Foxborough. 
at Gillette Stadium, that Patriots team, 33-14. And, and as, the, as part of that process, Mac Jones getting the first start in a while, had a brief but abysmal performance. Mac Jones got three series. He got to throw the ball six times. He completed half of those throws. That's three for you math geniuses at home. He threw a brutal interception, and in a very small sample size, averaging 2.2 yards per pass, by the way, on those three passes, uh, the dude's quarterback rating was a robust 16.7. That is the quarterback equivalent of the photo of D-Cell that I've been teasing that I'll get to in 20 minutes, which is to say, not just not great, but potentially embarrassing. Very, very embarrassing for Mac Jones. So Bailey Zappi comes in, and the Bears, everyone's using it. I put it in the tweet. I know it's not original. The Bears still zap the Patriots. Although Bailey Zappi looked markedly better. Uh, moved them down the field. Got some scoring going for the Patriots. Looked like a quarterback at least who's got the ability to handle what was an incredibly impressive Bears defensive effort. Ends up throwing a couple picks, including a bad one at the end when the game was already over. Only threw for 185 yards, but we got a quarterback controversy, a big one in New England. And we've got a beautiful rendition of the Bill Belichick mumble conference in just a moment. But I do want to give the Bears a little bit of credit here. Bears racked up 243 rushing yards over the course of that game. That's their second straight 200-yard ground game. And that's one of the ways you're going to help Justin Fields have some success. You're going to give him some help. You're going to take the pressure off him. You're going to create situations where he's got to be good, but he doesn't have to be outstanding. The last time the Bears had consecutive 200-yard rushing games was 1985. You history majors know when they won the Super Bowl. Am I saying the Bears are Super Bowl contenders? No. History saying that, not me. Uh, Justin Fields was outstanding in that context. He really was on sort of a overcast, kind of weird, foggy, Sherlock Holmesy day. 179 passing yards, 82 rushing yards, had a couple touchdowns, uh, one in the air, one with his feet. And by the way, as part of that, again, the numbers don't jump out to you on the box score. He just looked good. The Bears converted 11 third downs, big part of the reason they won that football game. Uh, the most in a game since 2015, and Justin Fields accounted for 10 of those, five with his arms and five with his legs, and give the Bears offensive coordinator, give the Bears staff credit for devising a plan that put Justin Fields in an opportunity to be successful against a head coach and a system and a history and a defense in New England really run by Bill Belichick that tends to feast on quarterbacks, especially young ones who are struggling. I'm not taking anything away from the the Bears' defense. Forced four turnovers, had a number of interceptions, um, fumble recovery. They They were awesome. They were awesome. And all of it adds up to a real quarterback controversy in New England. Post-Tom Brady, he's been gone for a minute now. Mac Jones, the guy drafted with a with a valuable pick to be the future, goes down to injury. And another guy drafted by Bill Belichick, like something he saw from Bailey Zappi, all of a sudden you have a QB controversy. And we were going to cut this up, but you know and I know that Bill Belichick, when things aren't going well, and sometimes when they are, decides that the best approach is to be monosyllabic. But but I'll give him credit. He He's not as full of crap, pardon my French, as some coaches who speak robustly. He's just sort of candid, not entirely here at the start of this thing, in yes and no answers in, in many one-world mumbles. So, so if you're driving, maybe turn up a little bit. If you're listening on the app, 
even though you got the noise cancellation headphones, I might just I might just go full noise cancellation because it's worth trying to hear what Belichick is mumbling here as the media grill him on what in the world New England's going to do with their quarterback situation. Bill, I believe you told ESPN that the intention was to play both quarterbacks in this game. Was that because of Mac Jones' health? Yeah, that was a factor, yes. Bill, who is the starting quarterback? Yeah, we just finished the game. So when Mac came out of the game, Bill, was that a medical decision, the timing of the no. pulling him? So was that related to the, the interception that was his no. last play tonight? No, we, we had planned to play. Uh, I told the quarterbacks that we were going we to play both of them. So we did. And so was the plan for three series. It just seems when his last play is an interception, it looks like a, a benching for performance. That's not what it was, but you, you know, can write whatever you want to write. That's not what it was. Was Mac Jones aware that he would only play part of the game? Yes. Bill, was there any consideration toward putting Mac Jones back into the game as the game went on, or was the decision to stick with Bailey after the third series sort of set no. in stone? No, he would have gone back in. The score got out of hand, so I didn't think that was the right thing to do. Bill, just going forward, as you have the Jets coming up next, do you see a situation where you might go one quarterback one week and one the next and have kind of a platoon situation, or are you going to start one quarterback each week? Yeah. No, I don't see that. Who's your starting quarterback? Question. Who's your starting quarterback? Answer. We just finished the game. I want you to imagine yourself at dinner. Not you, but, you know, somebody who's married. Been married for 20, 20 years. And it occurs to them over the green beans that just don't taste like they used to. Maybe it's overcast and things haven't gone well lately in the marriage. There's peaks, there's valleys, that the husband has a lightning bolt of recognition where he thinks, does my wife still love me? Is everything okay? I've never really asked. So he puts the fork down and says, hey, babe. She doesn't like being called babe. It's been a long time since that worked. She goes, yes. And he goes, do you still love me? If her answer is, I'm still eating dinner, things ain't good. At a minimum, she don't know. At a maximum, she doesn't, and the answer's not going to be what you want to hear. That's the equivalent of Bill Belichick's, we just finished a game. Yeah, I know. That's why you're here at a press conference. One of the only times we're allowed to ask you questions about your team. I'm aware you just finished a game. Man, give D-Cell credit. Let's, um, we're just going to keep it real today, okay? Let's keep it real Tuesday. Is he wrong a lot of the time? Yes, he is. But when he is right, that is an... That is an arrow into a bullseye from 10,000 yards away that nobody saw coming. It's a beautiful shot on the mark, and he called Bailey Zappi versus Mac Jones quarterback controversy. And I'll say this, Deez, I'm going to bring you on in the open because you deserve a little credit before we get to Bogish, who's going to, I can't wait to hear how he tries, whatever, you guys do your thing. Zappi, I know the, the, the box score didn't look great. Zappi looked good. Mac Jones looked bad. Watching that game, I was thinking, oh, my God. Maybe they should hire the Patriots Diesel as the offensive coordinator because you saw it coming. I mean, listen, it looked way better in the first half right when he replaced Mac Jones than it did in the second half, and I think that's why Bill Belichick is noncommittal at best in that clip that we just played. I can't see him going back to Mac Jones. Like, that was a quick hook. Three series, like, he's lost confidence in him. I don't believe a word that Belichick said in that press conference. I don't believe he – he might have told both quarterbacks, you you both should be ready to play like every other head coach might in the National Football League. And it is, I think, and part of the reason, to your point, Tom, that you heard 
Belichick going full Belichick in his mumble, mumble, mumble. What do you think if you mumble, people aren't going to play it back and try to figure out what's going on? Is because part of the way the quarterback controversy now is going to play itself out is a byproduct of the Patriots, and that's Bill Belichick handling it extraordinarily poorly. Once you pull Mac Jones, you've got to you've got to stick with with Bailey Zappi. You just you just do. And I thought he looked really good. He did look really good early on. And you're right. Didn't look as good as the Bears got accustomed to him. Turned the ball over a couple times. Not ideal. But don't give me this garbage of, oh, yeah, I told both guys both were going to play, and this was always planned all along. After Mac Jones was an absolute walking humiliation at quarterback, it was just a coincidence, especially coming off the pick, and six pass attempts that we just decided that was pregame, the opportunity and the chance to, what bad luck, pull him out. It's not, it's not true. And Belichick has created a situation where if you go back to Mac Jones, what if he struggles again? You're going to pretend that you have a tandem quarterback situation in the National Football League? Normally, when you have a tandem situation, it's because you've got two guys who are mediocre, and rarely is it young guys because you want guys to develop. This is two young guys whose confidence is absolutely fragile. And I'm here for all the drama. By the way, we've also got a power ranking to the end of the hour, and I haven't decided, should the Bears slot into two or three D cell? I usually help me with it. Do you have any, I mean, you know, where should... Three, three feels low. That feels pretty low. Last night, I'm watching the game, and I'm like, okay, they're going to win. And I know they're 2-4. and four. They have a little icon there on the, on the game. That's I can add, sort of. I know that's 3-4. and four. Believe that's the same record as the Bucks, right? Believe that's the same record as the Packers. I still don't believe the Bears. Do. I mean, how do the Bears win any games? How do they win? La- I mean, last night's game was defense, and... And Justin Fields played really well. And we had talked to Steve Berline about, I had asked, is he ruined? Is it too late? Is this? And you, you, on the interview yesterday, Steve Berline expressed his pessimism that that things were going to go well for Justin Fields, but pointed out you, you have these chances, and there can be turnaround games. And there's no guarantee that Justin Fields is going to be great going forward, but that's a big moment, big opportunity. A lot of things went well. The defense helped in an extraordinary way. You need help when you're a struggling young quarterback in the NFL. His rushing game for the second week in a row helped in an extraordinary way. And he was a big part of that. He rushed for a whole bunch of yards. Um, You need that when you're a struggling young quarterback in the NFL. But most importantly, the offensive coordinator for the Bears, who was what, Luke Getze, I think is the guy's name, um, built a really nice plan that was clearly constructed around Justin Fields' strengths, which is a nice way of saying also around his weaknesses. And to infuse him with some confidence, to remind Justin Fields he can compete at this level, to be able to go on the road against a New England team that may not be amazing, but is formidable if you're a quarterback who is struggling. And sometimes any quarterback, it's a big moment for that young QB. A lot going on. Quarterback controversy in New England, we talked most of the segment about it. It's interesting and it's relevant. But also, some quarterback optimism in Chicago. Much needed for Justin Fields and, and the Chicago Bears. 855-2124-CBS. All right, a lot to get to. Uh, Matt Ryan, he's been benching Indy. Uh, Russell Wilson, we've got a report on what the hell he was talking about when he said, I've got Wolverine blood. We'll play that clip for you again and give you the answer. And, um, oh, and Diesel's going to do a victory lap. And moral conundrum, moral conundrum between giving, you know, busting Diesel's chops and celebrating really what a great daddy is. So but all that stuff coming up next here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Let's get the news out of the way before we get to the fun stuff. Matt Ryan, former co-MVP, nearly a Super Bowl champion, Newly acquired, latest newly acquired quarterback of the Indianapolis Colts, who Decel pointed out to me, they've had seven under Frank Reich. Seven quarterbacks uh, is going to be benched for the remainder of the season for Sam Ellinger, who, um, as you know, uh, is a nobody. That's not very nice, but he's not a particularly prominent QB. And Indy's head coach, Frank Reich, talked about, and he sounds bummed here, and I like the theory that I've seen out there that Diesel also posited, that this may be a Jim Ursay move. This may be handed down from, from on high. Here's the news about Matt Ryan's career and, and the fairly uh, ignoble way that it is uh, playing out right now. Our poor production on offense is not on one person. It's not on Matt Ryan. Um, but we also know, as Matt and I talked it through, hey, as head coach and quarterback, as head coach, ultimately it doesn't matter. I'm judged on wins and losses quarterbacks judged on points and you know and production and turnovers that's we understand that's how it is in this league and so um matt will be a pro i mean look it's not the kind of raging quarterback controversy that we have in new england that d cell called that's not it's not that it's just a bummer for matt ryan i really enjoyed last night uh, watching monday night football and getting a text message from Diesel. Diesel doesn't really, what's the word I'm looking for, bogus, communicate ever. And um, not only did he, did he send a little note to the string, it was a zap gif. It was real, it was very boisterous. Good morning, Andrew. Oh, hey guys, how are you? How you doing, man? Uh, Diesel had a little extra pep in his step today. Yeah, because I guess he stopped watching after he sent the zap emoji, <laughs> because um, if you've really, you know, you're doing 
full counting, there was much more bad Bailey Zappi than good Bailey Zappi. But whatever you need to get through your Tuesday, go ahead. There was bad, but he looked good for, you know, the sort of beginning parts of his... Uh, he looked good for three minutes because the wide receivers got open, the Bears didn't play defense, and one wide receiver made a twisting catch that should have been a walk-in touchdown, but he rescued Bailey Zappi by making the catch and crawling into the end zone. I think we have a, I mean, look, I just... I have no dog in this fight. I have no <laughs> dog in this hunt. You have all the dogs in all of the fights. <laughs> I just... I think you and I are staying corrected. I mean, mostly you. I, but I no. feel like I nodded my Incorrect. head to you yesterday. Incorrect. I'll let you finish your point, but no. There's no, don't let me finish it. Get in there. There's no quarterback controversy in New England. The question was, who should start? And I said, Mac Jones, when he's healthy, needs to start. And then you want to fast forward late in the year and he stinks. You go to Bailey Zappi, fine. But Mac Jones has to start when he's healthy. And guess who started last night because he was healthy? Mac Jones. So I'll see your gift later, d Was last night late in the year? Yeah, we are nowhere near late in the year. And he got all of six <laughs> pass attempts. Six. I, 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 did I say I was okay with the decision? Is, is the decision final, by the way? All I'm saying is the question that day was, is I, th- I, I can't actually give you the question, but my answer was Mac Jones starts when he's healthy. He, des- he's earned, he can't lose his job over his injury. He needs to start when he's healthy. And last night he was healthy, so he started. So if you're Bill Belichick moving forward next week against the Jets, you are starting who? Uh, I don't think Bailey Zappi won the job last night. I don't think he lost it, even as poorly as he played in the second half. I think you saw exactly why Bailey Zappi's Bailey Zappi, because he can make a couple of good throws every once in a while, but for the he most part— He made more good throws than Mac Jones did. Did he? Yeah, he did. Yeah. Yeah. Because he got to throw more of them. But did he that's, make— That's but, because he but has— did he make— more His than head coach three has good more, throws. He has the head coach has more confidence in him than he does Mac Jones. They didn't score a point in the second half. He should have. He threw two picks. One of them should have been a pick six. He wasn't good. Punt, punt, interception. I, I get it. Mac Jones was a good either. I don't think. I think they have zero quarterbacks right now, which is a bigger problem than not picking than picking between two good ones. They've got zero at the moment because clearly they don't like Mac Jones. I don't know what it is. We went back and forth last I mean, week we, on he's a he's a bad teammate. He's got a big head. That was real. Then it wasn't. That's but, not a real story, right? I think we, right we, exactly. We, we ascertain that's not real. But but that was a really quick hook. And Bill Belichick does nobody any favors by the way he handles it last night and again this Agreed. morning on the radio. So they but there's clearly something wrong there. But Bailey Zappi ain't the answer. I mean, are we forget forget how he played while Mac Jones was hurt? Like, I saw, yeah. I, this I, wasn't all we saw of Bailey Zappi. Yes, he played really, really poorly in the second half yes, last night. He did. He did win them some games. He did force overtime against Green Bay, which doesn't seem like a great yeah. thing right now. But like, he does have a bigger sample size than just last night. He, he, he also got he a beat cool the name. Lions, who are the worst team in football, and he beat the Browns because the defense played defense, unlike last night. The Browns ran nowhere, and the Bears ran everywhere last night. Look, all I know is that I I think that D-Cell should get you a Mac Jones jersey for Christmas. I'm not defending Mac Jones. I'm I'm just telling you that the people that were going berserk over (laughs) Bailey Zappi for that 49-second window last night all (laughs) need to be quiet this morning. Well, I mean, D-Cell was one of them. I have to say, though, it was a pretty strong uh, gift game. I mean, it was like a zap, like with with some sparkles and some purple in there. Right. I thought, I thought that spoke to the moment. The moment, which is the key thing. It spoke to that moment when Bailey Zappi was useful. 
Um, I got a bunch of stuff I, I got. I want to hit here. Do you guys want a, a quick update? Because our guy Brandon Crystal, his name, his last name is pronounced Crystal, like like fancy pants. Crystal, you got it. He uh, he did in fact track down Russell Wilson for us. I meant to tell you guys and texted me on Friday. Here's the clip. Russell Wilson was this a week ago, two weeks ago? Whatever. Oh, this was last week. Last week had a very bizarre explanation for his supposed healing abilities. No one else laughs. laughs. <laughs> um, our guy Brandon, at our request, checked in, and uh, Russell Wilson said, absolutely an intentional X-Men reference, just so you know. Okay, good. Journalism. Do you believe him? I do. I kind of do. Do I believe that Brandon actually asked Russell Wilson or that Russell Wilson made a Marvel reference? That Russell Wilson made it on purpose or is he backtracking saying, oh, yeah, no, X-Men, that's... No, no, it had to be on purpose. Okay. Um, I also have a... Do you, do you want to weigh in here? Do you, do, do you care? Yeah, I still don't think Russell Wilson is an X-Men fan. Uh, I'm with you kind of on that. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Wolverine's healing properties have nothing to do with his blood, though, right? Like, I'm not the biggest X-Men fan out there, but I don't think it has anything to do with his blood. Oh, I, I can't. Yeah, I can't gauge I it was know. good or bad. And, oh, by the way, like, uh, Russ must have miscalculated there because he didn't play, so he wasn't healing, and he must not have Wolverine blood. I don't how, how Do we ever figure out how he got those powers, Wolverine? Is it just natural to him? I'm not a big X-Men guy either. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know the validity of the reference, whether it was a quality reference or not, <laughs> yeah. but it was an X-Men reference. D-Cell's right in, re- you know, in retrospect, Russ was wrong about his body composition. But it, it, there were people who thought he wasn't hurt at all, and then he didn't play last week as if he's really trying to sell the ruse of this hamstring, this made-up hamstring injury just to explain his bad play. That's my favorite storyline. Here's the real difficult thing. In the in the Bailey Zappy Mac Jones quarterback controversy, where would Russell Wilson rank? <laughs> He'd still win that job. Okay. Yes. Good. Are we sure? Based off of his career or based off of how he's played so far this year? Both. Now I do feel Belichick would probably want to stab him at some point because he seems to be so annoying and he's and Belichick is not Nathaniel Hackett who needs to put up with that. But in terms of just playing quarterback, he, please, dear Lord, let him still be a better option than Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi. I don't I think mean, you're giving Bailey Zappi enough credit for I what he's done. I think you're giving Bailey Zappi too much credit. <laughs> Hence our problem. I don't think you're being <laughs> fair. You're basing off how he's playing based off his name and where he was drafted. No, I I'm, think you're basing I, it I, off of, of the fact Diesel likes him. No, I'm basing off the fact that he played two crap halves last night on the Monday Night Football. The last time we saw him, he wasn't good. So I'm just going to point out that he, uh, this year, has thrown five touchdown mm-hmm. passes to three picks. Not great. He's completing, though, 71% of his passes and has a quarterback rating of uh, just shy of, a, of 101. Yeah. I mean, I, that sounds pretty good. If you want to live in this— Stats! If you want to live in the Bailey Zappy world, that's fine. It's not going to be fun. It's going to be a roller coaster, just like last night. Comes in, boom, boom, two touchdowns, and then nothing after that. So, Bogus, I've got a dilemma here. I um, On the one hand, it's a rule when you're a host that you have to bust the chops of your producer, right? You know, I mean, it's not something that, that most of us that are hosts want to do. 
I don't make the rules, it's a rule. So I have to I'm supposed to give D cell a hard time. It's just one of those realities. And every opportunity to do that I you know, I, I want to take advantage of. I don't know why Tom did this, but D cell sent me a photo. A photo. So so he um he went to a little Halloween celebration with Will. You're now he's not quite eighteen months, right? But he's getting he's getting there. Sixteen months next week. And uh, Mrs. Diesel decided they were going to go as as the uh, Charlie Brown characters, as Peanuts, as the Peanuts. So so um, Will is Charlie Brown, a cute little cute little Charlie Brown outfit, holding the football, very adorable. And Mrs. Diesel is in the Lucy blue Lucy dress, like very, but not overwhelming, right? I mean, she's in a blue dress, and 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 Will's wearing the shirt. <laughs> Diesel is Snoopy, and it's a full on. Looking at here, do you want to see it? It's a full on. Snoopy outfit right here. Yeah. And I, I, I'm trying to decide whether I should tweet it out or not. I don't think you should. I think it's a family photo. They yeah. own the rights to it. If they want to share it, they'll well, share it. Well, he shared it with me. Right, but that, but you're not everybody. I will so say we- this. This probably won't help my cause. Uh, my wife put it on her social media. She is not on Twitter, however. But I think it's on Instagram and Facebook already. Uh, how is the responses? Because you, you, um, my wife looked at it, and then she looked up how to buy one. And I'm like, I'm never wearing it. You can look it up all you want. And she sent me a photo of the link that has a guy in it to show what it looks like. And her message was, this guy looks a lot happier in it than Tom does. <laughs> yeah, that was my first and biggest mistake here. My wife said we, <laughs> my wife said we're gonna be the peanuts for Halloween. Will's going to be Charlie Brown, she's going to be Lucy, and I'm going to be Snoopy. And I said, you know what? That's a great idea. I'm in. Go for it. You get the costumes, you handle it, I'm in. I didn't look at the actual costume or the picture that was online until the morning of our party. It's really sweet, dude. Like, it really, I hate this kind of stuff. And by the way, it looks like it's 180 degrees. Uh, It was quite warm. The costume was warm. Luckily, it was kind of an overcast day, the day of our party over the weekend, so it actually wasn't that bad. I'm going to be honest with you. You look utterly ridiculous, but you also look like an amazing you. father. Uh, the little you dude, really do. He enjoyed it. He thought it was funny. He wasn't scared by it. That I was nervous about. I thought I was going to freak him out a little bit, but he loved it. I'm a little fr- I have to go as Henry wanted to go as Scream, you know, like the bad guy that dressed up in Scream. Which is a little like, no thank you. Like, oh yeah, sure, pal. And then Laura came home one day with two Scream outfits with the mask and the <laughs> hood and everything. Henry wanted to take butter knives. Can we take butter knives? <laughs> wow, he's really committed. <laughs> no! Why don't we go as Snoopies? I'll wear the Snoopy outfit. I don't want to wear the Scream mask. You can't even see out of the Scream mask. Yeah, no mask. It's bad, it's bad for business. You got to be drinking a beer while you're walking. You want to eat right. some candy while you're moving. You can't have a mask on. I'm gonna have the mask up on my head so I can just pull it down, show people, right? Yeah. Ooh, and then and then move move it back up. But we're in a very different place than Snoopy. Snoopy, lovable dog that you know flies his imaginary uh, doghouse. Me, scream sociopathic murderer. That's it. That's that's yeah. yeah. Are we gonna psychoanalyze this DeSelestino family picture? I mean, can I send it? Can I send it to, to Bogus? Right I now? have it, it now. I have it. It's incredible. It's a but, great but I, picture. Can I say this though? And I'm not criticizing Mrs. D. So if she's listening, I love her her sort of view. She has selected an, a family outfit in which she looks excellent. Very flattering dress. 
very simple, looks comfortable, right? Like, you know that she's Lucy, but it doesn't look silly. Okay, cool. Good job. And then you got Will, who's wearing the whole Charlie Brown thing and holding the little mini football, and it's very sweet, and he's clearly Charlie Brown with the shirt. Did you, like, did you do something wrong? Were you sleeping on the couch yeah. when this got ordered? It feel like a punishment. It like, does. Except for the black squiggle on Will's Charlie Brown shirt. They're both kind of wearing regular clothes. Right. And then you're in head-to-toe fur <laughs> with Snoopy kind of eating your head. Yeah, like I, I really <laughs> lost. I really lost this uh, this costume uh, extravaganza, if you will. Like, I, sh- it was her idea. She it clearly it. it was. And yeah, I, no. I mean, maybe it's my fault for not asking more questions, not being more involved, because I really lost. Well, let me ask you. What in your marriage is your idea? I'm just trying to get, like, a range. <laughs> uh, not much. Not much at all, really. I'm just yeah. I mean, it's your kid looks so cute, dude. Your wife looks so happy. <laughs> you look like you've been eaten by a dog, and the last thing left is your face. <laughs> I'm trying yep, to this smile. This is the end for me. I'm He's trying to the end. smile. I'm almost all the way in <laughs> without actually smiling. I mean, you looked. How did you go to the bathroom in that thing? Lift your leg. It was rough. It was. It was, <laughs> it was rough. How else would you go? <laughs> Find a hydrant. Lift and go. And I got to do this again on actual Halloween because we are taking the little dude to probably like three or four houses. You're wearing this thing again? I have to on actual Halloween. Lori, my wife Lori's theory is that based on how much that has to cost and the commitment that you're going to have to wear this in the next five years. I'm Snoopy. Yep, I said the same exact thing. Because when I saw how much it cost because I wasn't paying attention, I said I'm Snoopy for the next five years. <laughs> you got to pay attention more. Is this because you – is she a football fan? Is this because you, you argued Bailey Zappi in, at, at dinner? He's like the future quarterback <laughs> of the Patriots. She is mad at you as bogus. <laughs> it's really sweet, though, man. Like, you are it, – it, it does make you a great dad. I like to think I'm a great dad. I love my kids. I don't think bogus – I can go further. I would not wear this for my son. I just – I don't think I could do it. I couldn't go full suit. I think I could get some kind of Snoopy headgear. But the whole suit might be where I put my foot down, I think. What about as a solution for you, Tom? You find some white pants, you find a white shirt, and then you just wear the Snoopy head. Uh, Sadly, that is all one piece right there. The head is attached to the rest of the suit. So we don't want me to put this on Twitter. And not that you were asking, but there is a tail in the back that you can't see in that picture. Can I hold it down and see you moving? No, you guys didn't. You didn't send me one of those. Well, it's a very sweet moment with your with your son. Is uh, this the first Halloween you guys are going to actually go door to door a little bit? Yes, we're probably going to go cool. to the neighbors on each side and maybe across the street. I don't know how much the little dude will be able to handle, but we're going to go for as many as he can do. Have you guys given him ice cream yet? Uh, no ice cream yet. Loves cookies, cake. Have not tried ice cream yet. So you're rocking the sugar. Yes. Are you going to let him have some candy this Halloween? You going to try it? Some. I mean, we're not going to overdo it, but he'll have some. Maybe that's not good parenting, but he'll have some. I let my kids go to Halloween for like six hours, and then after they fall asleep, I take most of their candy and put it up high and then spend the next three months eating it. <laughs> no? <laughs> not okay? Put it up high. <laughs> well, I don't want, my kid will find it. All right. He wears a scream out for, for crying out butter loud. Butter knife. 
<laughs> he'll, the he'll slowly, slowly saw you to death. Oh, my God. All right. All right. Let's do NFL power rankings here on the show. It's brighter than you. Oh, boy. After we get a CBS Sports Radio update from Andrew Bogus. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show on this Tuesday. Tom, Bogus was pretty edgy on the old uh, Bailey Zappy Mac Jones topic. Like you said, I am very, very often I am wrong. When I am right, I like to gloat about it. Bogus does not like it. I don't feel like you got the credit you deserve from him. So you know me- what? I agree. I agree. I mocked you. I'm not sure I mocked you. I just enjoyed you guys arguing. I There is a quarterback controversy. And there clearly was in the mind of Bill Belichick, or else he wouldn't have pulled Mac Jones. I, um, I'm i really struggling with where to put the Bears in this thing, right? Like, is it is it one? Is it number three? So let's find out together in this week's edition, inspired by Snoopy, of... um. Of NFL power rankings. Some will rise, others will fall. Let the ranking begin on Writer Than You's NFL Power Rankings. Number five. I'm only kidding when I make fun of you for your wife making you dress as Snoopy. All of our wives make us do things we don't want to do that turn out to be good ideas. My example is watching Sex in the City. I had no interest in it. She made me watch it with her, and then I got into it. And there's an amazing line. Those of you who have seen the show and know the context, can't say it on the radio, in which a guy, a, a, a non-recurring character, a one-off character, says, I hate myself. That's how I feel about the Vikings being at number at number five. Hate everything about it. Don't believe in Kirk Cousins. Have nicknamed him a really unfair, well, not unfair, a totally fair, obnoxious name. Don't think that he's a very good quarterback. I would almost believe more in Justin Fields after last night than I would Kirk Cousins when the games matter at the end of the year, keyword being almost. But they're 5-1. and one. They've played really impressive football. They are a complete football team. And the reality is that Kirk Cousins does do a nice job for the most part in regular seasons at being an efficient, productive quarterback, certainly from a statistical perspective. If you watch as many Vikings games as I do, you know that in big moments – he can be incredibly ineffective. One of these guys can throw three touchdown passes, have 321 yards, and give the game away. He can. He does. But Bill Parcells said it. We buy it here on the show. You are what your record says you are. They're 5-1. and one. They've been impressive. And they're on the list. Number four. I think the New York Giants are, are legit, right? I mean, is that kind of where I know? I got that. What do you mean? 
You look shocked. How can I not have them on here, man? I can't believe it. I can. I can. Their record says they should be on here. And they just—they're finding ways to win. I, I know. I know that the. And for a lot of teams that are that are interesting this year, the win against the Packers, which felt season affirming, no longer in retrospect is necessarily believable, because you got a Packers team that's not playing well and that plays Buffalo. Coming up and could very well be three and five. I I, I get it. But still, I mean, the Giants have beaten the Ravens. That's a, that's a good win. Uh, they beat a Tennessee team at Tennessee that, that didn't look like much of a win before, but Tennessee's now 4-2, and two, and Mike Vrabel's starting to get some Coach of the Year love, by the way, which is, I think, really interesting. They've barely won against some bad teams, but they beat Dallas, and Dallas obviously good run of form even without Dak. I just I know Jacksonville's lost, I think, four games in a row, but they've played everybody tough, as Steve Berline pointed out. The Giants are winning close games. They're playing good football. Daniel Jones looks impressive. And it's a team that, that fights. They're doing what we thought Detroit was going to do under under Matt Campbell. You know, bite your, bite, your, bite your kneecaps off Matt Campbell, only with effective quarterback play and a, and a good enough offense. I, yeah, I'm in, on the, I'm in on the Giants. Number three. All right, now we get to what feels normal, right? That was, you know, supporting the Vikings and the uh, Giants feels like wearing a giant Snoopy co- costume, right? You have to do it, but it doesn't feel right. Does that make sense, D-Cell? Is that track? Yeah. No, did I do it wrong? Yeah. No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. I actually do really respect it. I respect what a good daddy you are. Uh, number three, Kansas City Chiefs. I almost, put, I almost put them higher. Didn't do it. And we talked about it a little bit yesterday, but let me just reaffirm this. That's a really impressive win against the 49ers. And it's a remind. And remember, the Chiefs went down 10-0 again in that game. They always go down. And their ability to rattle off 44 points against a pretty good defense and a team that is trying really hard to win now, see the Christian McCaffrey trade. Like They think they have a window right now, in the here and now, even with Jimmy Garoppolo back as the quarterback with the injury to Trey Lance. For the Chiefs to go and to put 44 points in that team without Tyreek Hill, who's obviously playing in Miami, it is a reminder of how dangerous and good that team is. And I've said this every week. I know I'm a Chiefs homer for whatever. I just think they're outstanding. That defense has been better and better year after year under Steve Spagnola, the defensive coordinator Spags. And it looked good in that game, too. It looked effective. And that's all they need to be in Kansas City. Heck of a team. Number two. I got the Eagles here. Are you also down on the Eagles? Are you are you are you down are you down Philly? Because in some ways, you you don't get blamed for the schedule that you play, right? You and Philadelphia are the eye test, and, and obviously they're undefeated, so they're they're higher than the Giants. They look often like an excellent football team, Tom. When you watch them on the field, for me, it's it's gone from okay. They keep winning games, and they'll eventually fall. So I think they're legitimate. They're, they're, they're not a not a not a great schedule, but they dominated Minnesota. It's the Vikings' only loss. They won a game in Arizona. Arizona is not a good team, but I think they are a dangerous team. I think you can you can be both. They they beat Dallas in that game, which is a, is a big win. I think the Eagles are legit, man. And defensively, other than the opener where Jared Goff and Detroit put up what I think thirty five. They've held teams to, you know, 7, 8, 17, 17, I think 21 in one of the games. They're for real, Tom. You're not going to get any argument from me. I was curious where you would put them. I knew they would be in your top three. 
I didn't know where they would go. Well, you know who it is. You know who they are. Let's get to them. Give them some love. Number one. Everybody clap your hands for the Chicago Bears. Just kidding. It's the Buffalo Bills. I mean, dude, that win at Kansas City was the deciding factor in who's going to be the number one team in the NFL in the short term. There's a lot of season to go. It could certainly dictate who hosts an AFC championship game between those two teams. It was a huge, huge win. And again, and I was at that game, they beat the Rams to start the year. They beat a Tennessee team that's really good. They barely lost to a Miami team that was formidable at the time. They've beaten Baltimore. They whooped up on Pittsburgh. They've beaten Kansas City. Buffalo's had a really tough schedule, and they've got Green Bay coming up. I think it's the Sunday Night Football game, actually. I think it is the like the game. Then they've got the Jets, and then they've got Minnesota. This is not an easy schedule. If they start 8-1 and one with that schedule, forget being the best team in the NFL. They're going to be one of the better teams we've seen over the course of the regular season in the last few years. A complete football team, every single guy on that roster. Honorable mention. Chicago Bears, baby. That's the last one. Let's go, Chicago! Do I believe it? No. Do I like the optimism I'm feeling? I don't. Is it a lie? It is. But I'm going to lean in. I don't get a lot of happy moments as a Bears fan. Same record as the Packers. And the Vikings are 5-1, and one, so Kirk Cousins will fall apart. So we're in this thing. Bears are in this thing. NFC North, let's go. All right, let's talk some hoops. Tom Haverstrow, huge Snoopy fan, by the way, incidentally, uh, joins us next to talk NBA on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.